Good day. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Creation Talk. My name is Joe Tay, and joining me is Dr. Jonathan Safati from a remote location. So, Dr. Safati, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I believe we're going to talk about something that's actually quite uh, close to my heart, you might say. It's the how did Noah fit all the animals on the ark? Yes, that's interesting. In fact, I have to address something similar during my talks on dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And today we're not just talking about dinosaurs, but a similar objection that somebody will always come up to me and say, how can dinosaurs fit on the ark? It's the mm-hmm. same thing. How can the animals fit on the ark? And when they, tr- they raise this objection, I always turn around and I ask them a series of questions. I say, can you tell me how many animals were there? How many dinosaurs were there? What was the average size of an animal? You know? how, how do they keep these animals on board the ark? And they always turn around and they say that they do not know. And, and so also, I kind of, how big was the ark? I mean, the, the ark was too small to the an- for the, all the animals. Okay, how big was it, do you think? Oh, I don't know. It must have been too small. Got no yeah, clue about where, right. what size it was, but it must be too small, yeah. Yeah, so I turned the question back on them and I showed that if you cannot answer these questions, how can you say that animals can't be on the ark? But I think we actually can answer these questions and I think um, that's what we would like to explore today. The second article I ever wrote for Creation Magazine was called How Did All the Animals Fit on Noah's Ark? And that was a quarter century ago. My second article I ever wrote for Creation Magazine. So what kind of animals did Noah have to bring on board the ark? Well, as a case of looking at the biblical account, it says that all kinds of land vertebrate animals, you know, animals with a backbone, so no congressman allowed. <laughs> also, all kinds of birds. But the thing is, Later on, we see that all that breathed through nostrils outside the ark perished, which implies that only things that had nostrils were brought on the ark, which means no insects, because insects don't have nostrils. They breathe through holes in the skin called um, spiracles through tracheae. So no insects. That's why I'm saying it's land vertebrate animals. No fish, no whales, also no plants, and Mm -hmm. no invertebrates. They could have been stowaways but they weren't obligate passengers let's say the penguin where you say they were on the on the ark or you would not know or well uh, i think it's a very fine but we could probably fit the penguin on if we had to i'm not sure about that one i mean there might be some uh, things which are a leeway i don't think they had to be on but maybe they were i don't think it's going to matter too much compared to the vast number of animals we're talking about okay so at the very least we know that the bible is clear if they are they breathe air through their nostrils and they're land creatures, they have to be on the ark. Which is land vertebrates, yes. Okay, all right. And the Bible talks about created kinds, and uh, what's that? How does that relate to, to the creatures on the ark? Well, you might say, I think we've done videos on these before, which we can put in the show notes, about kinds versus species, the fact that the kind is much broader than what's now called a species, even though the kind would originally have been a single species, but now many species, probably many genera, a genera is the next level above a species. So probably, I think all of us think that in most cases, the kind is is equivalent to a family, but that's a a sort of rule of thumb, not a a hard and fast rule. Okay, so it's just a classification system. I think in Genesis 1, the Bible tells us that God created the creatures to reproduce after their own kind. Yes. I think around 10 times or so in Genesis Mm -hmm. 1. So we already said that these are creatures with a backbone, vertebrate creatures that were on board the ark. So the insects like beetles and things like that, how would they have survived the flood? 
Well, I mean, when we think about what the flood would do, it would also rip up lots of vegetation rafts. That's one thing. And uh, they can persist for a long time. It's interesting that Darwin himself did experiments. He floated some things on driftwood for months on the end just to show that they... He was trying to prove that things would get from uh, South America to Galapagos by floating on things. But in fact, he was also inadvertently supporting the flood account. He also submerged seeds in salt water uh, for months and found they could still germinate. Again, he wasn't trying to prove the flood account. He was trying to prove a migration account. But that's consistent with the biblical account of you know, landing on Ararat and dispersing. We would have accepted the same sort of things he was talking about. And this was Charles Darwin who yes. said that. Because he was trying to attack the Lyellian view called fixity of species, which says that species don't change. And also, Lyell thought that species were created in their current locations. Now, that's not biblical, because we believe that that species varied and also migrated from Ararat to the current locations. So again, his experiments do support what the flood account says. So it's interesting because skeptics turn around and say, oh, you creationists who come up with all these kind of floating rough ideas and think. But it seems that Darwin was the one himself who, who mm-hmm. mentioned some of this. Right, and also pumice is another idea. I mean, the book called uh, Noah's Ark, A Feasibility Study by John Woodmore, but he talks about pumice uh, produced by the volcanic eruptions and pumice floats as well. Yes, that's right. And that could have supported uh, a lot of different things, seeds and insects. Okay, so only the vertebrate creatures were on board the ark. As passengers, yes. Yeah. So you mentioned that's maybe somewhere between what we, the created kind would be somewhere between what we call a family or even a genre. So how many creatures would that be? Not as many as people think. I mean, because most of them, when they talk about millions of species, a lot of them plants, a lot of them marine creatures, a lot of them are insects, and that's not relevant for what we are talking about. So the number of land vertebrates is a lot smaller I mean, in fact, uh, John Woodmorappy uh, was generous. He assumed that the kind was a genus, in which case he calculated about 16,000 animals max would be on board. If the kind was about a family, probably about 2,000 animals max were on board. So 2,000 to 16,000 animals, and that's all. Okay. That's all, yeah. So what about dinosaurs? Aren't they too big to have them on board the ark? Well, first of all, how big was the ark is the, is the other question to answer, isn't it? So, oh, yeah. So how big was it then? Well, the Bible tells us, you know, 300 cubits. This is a cubit, you know. Cubit is Latin for elbow. So 300 cubits long, uh, 50 cubits wide. Now, let's take a cubit of 18 inches. Mine's about 19 inches, okay? Yes. But let's take it 18 inches to be conservative. And you think it's, it's actually longer than a football field and it's wide enough to block six line lanes of the U.S. interstate system. Mm-hmm. Yes. And would it be as high as a four-story building? Yes, that's right. So it's massive. Yes. Pretty big. In fact, the storage capacity would be, how much was it again? Like 522 railroad carts? But I guess it depends on who you ask, right? Well, I think that's about the standard, the sort of standard US railroad stock car. That would be 522. I've also calculated as a standard semi-trailer size. The semi-trailer start, uh, is about 300 times the size, 340 times the size of the semi-trailer carrying capacity. Because I think people are, are familiar with those because you're on the road, they're blocking all the all lanes. They're not supposed to be in the left lane. They do anyway, okay? And they block <laughs> off all the... You can't see the signs because they're so big. They're really big. You can see that when you're driving, but the arc is 340 times the carrying capacity. Yeah, sometimes when I'm speaking on this topic, one illustration I say that if you want to imagine 522, next time you're driving, you're waiting for a train to pass by. Imagine waiting for 522 carriages. 
And when yes. people realize how long that would take, that really gives them an idea of how big the arc was. Or you could say that there's six lanes of semi-trailers about half a mile long each. Okay, that's the other way of putting ah. it. Yeah. Yes, that's, yes. Wow, that's big, yeah. Yeah, so both of those are big. Either way, it shows you how huge the thing was. Yeah, so Jonah, how many dinosaurs were there on the ark? Well, that depends, again, on who you ask, because I think when we were trying to work out the creative kinds of dinosaurs, we assumed, again, the kind was the size of a family, but it might have been the size of a super family, sometimes maybe even a suborder. Like, I think all the horned dinosaurs, I mean, some evolutionists have said it's got basically one chassis with different head ornaments basically something on those lines so were they all one kind of horned dinosaur with different varieties of horns uh so maybe 50 or so dinosaur kinds might be but even if there are more uh, wood happy again counts dinosaur genera and still finds a way of fitting around the ark so journal so you said there's about 50 to 60 kind of dinosaurs so that's about 100 to 120 dinosaurs on the ark mm-hmm, right but wouldn't they still be too big i mean how big were these creatures oh some of them were, were really massive for sure the biggest land creatures of all time but where does it say that noah had to take on the full grown ones it doesn't say so that uh, um, so he could bring them when they're smaller in size or younger. Well, it's interesting that so sort of since I wrote my first article, they've done studies on the dinosaur bones. For a long time, it, the, these bone fossils were precious. No one wanted to drill into them. But um, Dr. Jack Horner, he owned some dinosaur fossils. So he was allowed to drill into his own specimens. And he found he could tell the difference between growing bone and uh, sort of a mature bone was much denser. And he shows yes. that dinosaurs change shape when they grew. So see, one issue is that um, some dinosaurs which have different names are actually baby versions of other ones. So that's, again, cutting down the number of kinds we've got there. But also studies on the, the rings show growth rings. So they could tell that dinosaurs all had this pattern. They started off growing slowly, and then they <laughs> shot up as a teenager, adolescent, and then they leveled off. So I think... If God brought the animals to Noah, like it says in Genesis 6.20, I think he would have brought them on a year before they went through their growth spurt. Yes, at least when they're much smaller in size, I well, guess. Well, we've got one graph in one of our articles about, which we'll show you, that the Apatosaurus might be 30 tons fully grown, but was only one ton when he's about four years old, and one ton five years old. Yes. And after about five years old, it started to go through its growth spurt really, really fast. You're talking about five and a half tons a year. That's how fast this thing grew in its adolescent growth spurt. So if you took it on uh, when it's only one ton, it's a much smaller animal. And same with all the other things. All the other dinosaurs have the same sort of growth pattern. That's true, because I think even the big dinosaurs would have to come from an egg, right? About the size of a football. Yes, we and know that from the, yes. again, the, 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 I guess the, the, we've found eggs that way. Some are a bit longer, but they're still sort of that football but they, then again you can't get thicker because how do you get air into the embryo the the embryo has to breathe air gets through the porous shell the bigger the egg the thicker the thicker the shell you get to a point where the it's too thick to let air in so there's a limit to how big an egg can be yes i think the big titanosaurus would be when you were a baby a fresh out of the egg will be about 15 inches and that's about the maximum size they would get. I think 15 inches, so let them grow grow till they're one ton in weight, and then God brings those specimens on a year before their growth spurt again. 
So, but how, how, how would the eight people that were on board the ark, Noah, his wife, his three sons, three wives, eight of them, how would they care for all these creatures? I mean, even if we have 2,000 to 16,000 animals, isn't that a lot of work? Well, I mean, farmers have always had far more, been outnumbered greatly by the animals under their care. Even when they bring them in over the winter to shelter them, they've always been outnumbered by the animals long before there's modern technology available. So they've no, long known about things that could keep animals over winter, like as a, a deep litter system, we keep on putting on litter or peat moss and things and just keep on piling up so it absorbs all the waste products. And, and um, they've found that this deep litter system doesn't smell until you have to wash it out after the winter's over. That's when it starts to pong, okay? okay. But while it's in so use, it's actually fairly hygienic. The Dutch have, farmers have a name for it called potstal. Yes, pot style, yes, that's right. And a pot style is just um, a system where you have, they throw straw and mm. hay over the waste, and just let it pile up. Yeah. On the article on the website, did you write it? Where you will say that it would be about half a meter tall after one season? It would actually get really just, tall, yeah. But, yes, but and then it, you just clear it out. But again, it's a very low maintenance sort of system. You do, do it every so often, but it's also low maintenance. Another system, you've got slatted or sloped four floors. I, I mean, I lived in New Zealand for most of my life, for at least half my life. Uh, yes. And uh, of course, we're very familiar with sheep because sheep outnumber people in New Zealand by a big <laughs> margin. Okay, so they would keep sheep when they're sharing them. They actually had slatted floors, so all the waste could actually go through and be collected below. But the uh, sheep weren't really in much contact with it because it went through the slats there or a slope so it can roll off. Another one is called a, a um, gravity drain gutter system. What's that? Which you have a, a gutter uh, which collects all the waste product. They're in a, in a line and they've got a trough for feeding and they've got a gutter to collect the waste product. And the Dutch have a name for all called the Hrupstal. Hrup is the old Dutch word for gutters. So that's what they call it. But it's a gravity drain gutter system. The gravity pulls it off and there's a drainage. And once the water, the stuff is drained away, there are ways of getting rid of it, like a vermi composting, which is composting by worms, and the worms could be used as yes. food sources for birds and other things. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I used to do that as a hobby as well, growing earthworms. And <laughs> oh, okay. So you're all familiar with, with vermi composting then? Yes, they're in containers and uh, just a way to get rid of your waste and just produce some fertilizers as well. But what, what about the water? Doesn't the water, I mean, do you have like the gutter system or how do you think they would have I mean, done again, that? you see uh, animal uh, feed system where you have a central filling station of grain which goes in from a filling station by gravity into a trough and same with water from a central filling station into the trough. I don't think you need, it's, it'll take a lot of work to build those things, but once they're in place, they're a fairly low maintenance sort of systems. And the water could come from the rain, so they do not need to store too much water? Is that I wouldn't have thought what? so. When you've got um, 40 days and 40 nights of rain, that's pretty fresh water you're talking about there. So I think that would yeah. work. He, he, here's another challenge. What about the animals that eat meat? I mean, how do they survive? Yeah, well, let's first make it quite clear that uh, meat eating for humans began after the flood when God gave us permission. But clearly, Animals must have come, become carnivorous sometime between the fall and the flood, and we talk about that um, in Genesis account and in our book, okay? So there were some mm -hmm. meat-eating dinosaurs that had to be taken care of, and there are ways of doing it, like drying the meat would preserve mm -hmm. and reduce the weight and the volume, 
and also fodder, tor- fodder tortoises because I mean, the Galapagos tortoises were almost wiped out because the, the uh, whalers would take them on board, they'd turn them upside down so they were helpless, and then they had fresh meat whenever they wanted it. Okay, not very nice for the turtle, but it's a possibility they could use for the carnivores on the ark. And of course, the worms from the vermicomposting could be used to feed quite a lot oh, of things. Yes. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it shouldn't be hard to take care of all the animals. But what about the plants? How did they survive outside the ark during the flood? I mean, I mean, towards the end of the flood, we even read about how uh, Noah sent out a bird and came back with a leaf, like an olive leaf or something like that. So how would there have been enough time for this plant to have grown and produced Well, again, leaves? when you've got the vegetation rafts and the pumice and the things that Darwin discovered, you've got seeds that would actually germinate as soon as it was suitable to do so. And you have vegetative propagation. You know, Paul uses the olive tr- of the olive tree as a metaphor for the um, Jews and the Gentiles and the, and the place of blessing grafting. by grafting. Yes. You see, so, so olives don't have to hatch from seed; they can actually hatch from plants. And so that's probably one reason that the olive was um, the thing that the uh, the dove um, picked out because it was had already uh, sprouted through vegetative propagation, and it's not the only plant that can do it. Yes, I think and earlier on in this talk, you mentioned how Darwin actually looked at seeds and that mm. they can actually survive for long periods of time. Right. So what, what about after the flood? What did these carnivores eat? Well, I think uh, people don't realise that even the hunters would like to have a free meal of something that's already dead. Because hunting is risky. It uses energy. You can get hurt by the animal fighting back. But a dead animal doesn't fight back. And so even if it's quite rotten... Uh, carnivores will, will often take that free meal and there's plenty of dead animals and you could probably exhume the carrion um, that have been just recently buried so plenty of that uh, and think about when the the flood went back off the continent some there'd be some mm-hmm. depressions which would trap water and fish would be trapped in those depressions and that could um, you know, leave a whole lot of fish in these pools to be trapped by these for the carnivores to eat that would happen I see so like water sorting action yeah. What what hibernation? Uh, what's that? Um, hibernation. <laughs> hibernation. Yes. So what has that got to do with the ark? I mean, that was one theory that uh, somehow maybe uh, it's to save weight that God uh, would actually induce hibernation in the animals, but it doesn't seem to be necessary. It's possible. I mean, it could have happened, but it's just that uh, it doesn't seem to be a necessary thing to uh, postulate. It's possible, but just not necessary. Okay, so even with a hibernation, there should still be enough food. It should still be easy to take care of these animals for the flood. Mm, I think the hard part was the, the 70 years of building the ark. Um, that would have been the hard part and putting all these, uh, not only building the ark, but also the, the infrastructure uh, to house and to care for them. That was the hard work. Once that was done, it was actually comparatively um, low maintenance. It's interesting you mentioned 70 years to build the ark, but I hear some people say 120 years, so which is correct? Well, it's 120 why? years. God said that thing in Genesis 6-3 that mankind would have 123 years, 120 years left, and some people claim think that's the lifespan. No, it's the time uh, till the judgment of the flood. It can't be lifespan because people lived a long time after 120 years. Uh, even today, they do occasionally. Okay, so okay. it's a time to the judgment, but then... When God actually gave instructions for the ark, he said it was to, to house your, your sons and their wives, which means mm-hmm. there must have been time for their sons to not only be born, but to mature and have and to marry. And so since Noah had his oldest son at 500 years old, um, that's 100 years before the, the flood, and then given, say, 30 years for all of them to get married, that, that's mm-hmm. where I get the 70 years from. 
So Jono, I think we've covered most of these questions that we raised earlier on. I think we showed that it's very possible for all the animals to actually fit on the ark. Mm -hmm. And we've actually addressed all the major objections. Well, thank you very much for, for listening to us. Now, do remember that we're only covering uh, the scratching the surface when we do a talk like this. Please look at the show notes, the videos, the resources. There's far more uh, than we can possibly talk about in half an hour or less. Um, also, don't forget to press the like and subscribe buttons below. So, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Do come back for more. Mm -hmm.